We should go back to a position in the filibuster that existed just when I came to the United States Senate 120 years ago. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you, uh, um, like to be able to, anyway, I want to get things done. If you, I want to get them done, uh, um, the best way to get something done, if it holds near and dear to you that you, uh, anyway, I want to get things done. To be able to, I want to get them done, uh, um, the best way to get something done, if it holds near and dear to you that you, uh, anyway. I have never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done. People's lives are changing, so let's see what happens. All I know, I've been hired to solve problems. What we do, there's no easy answer. I don't even think about it. I have no idea. Oh, come on. I don't know. To be clear. What are we doing? And by the way, here's the deal. I'm, if you um, like to be able to... Well, I'm good luck. Anyway, I want to get things done. If you... I want to get them done. Uh, um, the best way to get something done. If it holds near and dear to you, that you, uh, anyway. I want to get things done. To be able to, I want to get them done. Uh, um, the best way to get something done. If it holds near and dear to you, that you, uh, anyway. I don't know where you guys come from, man. I've never been able to plan four and a half, three and a half years ahead. And here's the deal. Help is here and hope is on the way. Well, look, I guess I should be flattered. People are coming because I'm the nice guy. And I'd like to think it's because I'm a nice guy, but it's not. It's because of what's happened every year. Let me say one other thing on this. Okay. Um, where am I here? Let me see. Uh, the, that anyway, I want to get things done. If you, I want to get them done. Uh, uh, the best way to get something done. If you hold near and dear to you, that you, uh, anyway. I want to get things done. To be able I want to get them done. Uh, 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 the best way to get something done. If you hold near and dear to you, that you, uh, anyway. You didn't do a name. You didn't do a name. I, did, I didn't do a name. Tasha Cohen's yeah. spouse. Okay. Cohen. All right. No, that's a great <laughs> comic book name. I am Matt Wright. And together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, be sure to like and comment and subscribe and share and press the bell on YouTube and do all of the things that show engagement so that we can continue doing this, not just with you. But a bunch of other people too. People we don't even know yet. But we get to know them together. We can make friends. Go, share, like, subscribe, comment, do all of the things. And thank you so much for tuning into this Muddy Waters Media presentation. Production. 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 It's also a presentation. It's more it of is. a production. It it is think it, about it. when it's us, it's a production. It's a production. It's definitely a production. We're presenting uh, it to you, but it is being produced. 
Very true. Thanks so much for tuning in. First and foremost, allow me to thank the fine people at siestacava.com yes. for the cava that I'm drinking on today's episode. And mm. allow me to thank Le Bleu, purified, ultra pure, natural water. It's, I don't think it's natural, actually. I think they make it in a water pure. It's very good. It's 11% hydrogen and 89% oxygen. And I am embarrassed to admit that I'm not sure if that's ex exclusive to them or if that's all water. But it says that. It's very clear that that's what it is. How would Ula that be? Well, yeah, How H2O would, would be like 66%. And 33. <laughs> it's it's water. special water. It's got, they're, is, they're boosting the oxygen. That's like H3O. Or at half a, yeah, H3O. Yeah, no, that's like H4O. <laughs> no, wait, 11, 8, that's like H9O. Yeah. I'm probably doing that wrong. Probably, but that's why we talk politics instead of doing that. <laughs> this is not a science show at all. Anyway, yes, this is GMO water, Connor. This is GMO water. <laughs> Delicious GMO water. The uh, first, well, no, you did the first and foremost. Second and, and secondly most, this episode, of course, is brought to you, as always, by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest-growing waffle-related caucus in this or any other party in this godforsaken country of ours. Really, any country. Probably. Have any. Yeah. And on the, on the entire planet. This episode, of course, is also brought to you by the Gravy King. This episode is brought to you by... Nug of Knowledge, smokable CBD products. Nug of Knowledge is not your everyday CBD supplier because they're selling weed. And it uh, also <laughs> is uh, a bit of the proceeds uh, go to help the war on fight the war on drugs because this is weed. And uh, it also, they have a medicinal uh, uh, compassionate use program where they uh, give their products to uh, veterans and uh, people who cannot afford their weed and uh many people who use it say that it helps with inflammation joint pain or just a much needed pick-me-up because it's weed and uh, if you want to buy some weed on the internet uh go to nugofknowledge.com and be sure to use checkout code spike for your weed <laughs> oh man and uh get 10 percent off today uh and of course this episode is brought to you by joe soloski for governor of Pennsylvania. Joe Soloski is the key to Pennsylvania's success. And if you want to help him in his run as a libertarian for governor of Pennsylvania, go to Joe Soloski. That's J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I. I practice that. Dot com. And uh, you can help him today. And this episode, and I can now talk about it, is brought to you by Mud Water. It's actually good. I've tried it, and it's actually not terrible. It is a. It is not. It is not terrible. It is, it is not terrible. And again, if you add some honey, it is, it's pretty tasty. It's actually good. Yeah. I've been yeah. putting honey in it and it comes with a little frother thing, which definitely underfill the cup because you were going to get it everywhere. <laughs> if that's that water is that thing is like, you could power a small boat with that man. Holy hell. You want to stir some crap? So not only do you get some mud water, but when you buy your starter pack uh, by going to muddywatersmedia.com slash mud, you get a small uh, boat uh, engine with a little thing attached. They call it a stirrer, but goodness, I don't never needed to stir anything that intensely in my entire in my entire wretched life. Um, but you can. And 
And I just want to say, uh, my frother broke after one use. But the customer service at Mudwater, so fantastic that I emailed them about it. And uh, they said, oh, well, we will ship you a new one right now. And yeah, it if, was on. Yeah, if you break the first one, they actually send you a, uh, a fan attached to a Corvette engine, <laughs> um, which has roughly the same torque. Uh, that thing is intense. Um, I'm pretty sure it was designed by Tesla. And uh, it is kind of scary. It's very quiet, but it creates tiny cyclones in your cup. I don't know why I'm so focused on the on the frother. I think I was just surprised because I'm like, oh yeah, the little stirrer. I've used these before, and it like most of the water left the cup um, because it was because I filled it to like two thirds. I didn't think, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't think it would be like that. But anyway, the coffee alternative is good. Guys, if you were waking up today and say, my God, I am sick of coffee. I want mushrooms in the morning. I want neuroprotective mushrooms and a chai tea, a masala chai tea. Maybe a little bit of turmeric and some sea salt and cinnamon. And that's it. That's all I want. I want to stir it up like a madman early in the morning, then what you do is, we have great news for you. Go to muddywatersmedia.com mud and get yourself some mud water today. I am hyped up about this. And yes, it does have caffeine in it. Yeah, about oh. one. Also, Chris Reynolds, if you have, if anyone has hurt you in Florida, then that's, <laughs> let me back up a little bit. Our other sponsor is personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. If you find yourself injured personally in the state of Florida, then I have some fantastic news for you. Well, I mean, I have some decent news for you. I have a good consolation to that, which is that you can get money by suing them for doing that to you, whatever they did. And I hate that someone would do that to you. But if you go to ChrisReynoldsLaw.com, Chris can get you just so much money. Like it's stupid how much money that man will get you. You're going to be glad that you got personally injured after you deal with Chris. Mm. Deal with Chris. The stimulus is nothing. Any stimulus. Yeah, you want to talk about stimulus. You want to talk about stimulus. Have someone hurt you in Florida and then get in touch with Chris and you will be stimulisolated hard. You will definitely be stimulisolated. Stimulated. You know know what I'm talking about. So hard. So hard. By Chris Reynolds. ChrisReynoldsLaw.com. Will stimulate the crap out of you. Your stim, your stimuli will be so stimulated. You don't even know. ChrisReynoldsLaw.com. ChrisReynoldsLaw.com. Matt. I. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was Speaking gonna... of stimulated, <laughs> we'll do that. Speaking of stimulated. I found myself stimulated with rage and anger uh, watching something that happened in Carthage, Tennessee, Matt, uh, where a, sure, and where a, uh, in, in the Carthage City Council, uh, an absolute outrage happened uh, where a, a libertarian councilman tried to actually do the work of the people, and, uh, and well, we're going to find out what happened when uh, when he tried to do that our guest tonight our first guest tonight we have two guests tonight because we're a fancy show our first guest tonight is the libertarian council member of the carthage tennessee city council and he uh will definitely need to unmute his mic and his name is ladies and gentlemen 
please welcome to the show the fabulous, amazing, my friend and yours, Councilman Cole Ebel. Cole, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Uh, my uh, message today is brought to you by Tennessee Hemp Pharmacy. Uh, oh, that's Tennessee. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, uh, I put my um, my dark, murky, uh, psychotic stimulant called coffee into this mug every morning and take it around with me. So I figured I'd uh, give a shout out to a, a, dis- a person I distribute for. <laughs> nice. And what's their what's their website? They're Tennessee Hemp Pharmacy, but I've got a cannabis company called Cumberland Cannabis, and it's CumberlandCannabisCo.com. If you're interested in buying any Tennessee Hemp Pharmacy products or any other uh, Tennessee cannabis products, CumberlandCannabisCo.com. That's and we correct. have some we have some fantastic alliteration to go on on with that because Cole is also the councilman of the Carthage Council, where he was kicked out on his keister for trying to cut costs. Can you tell us about that, Cole? I absolutely can. So uh, just to, I'll try to summarize this as best as I can. We, we've got a city council. It's got, it's consists of six members plus a mayor and a uh, new business came along. And so, or actually it was old business came along. And the first amendment, uh, their first resolution I was trying to introduce was to um, abolish our building inspection fees. Uh, basically, a couple months ago, um, we were working on a project to, um, through um, an organization I'm involved with called the American Legion, uh, basically on giving flag education and hanging up flags on Main Street. Um, mm-hmm. And we found out if you want to hang a flag on Main Street, uh, you have to pay a $50 fee to put that bracket on. So, um, Wait, per flag? Kidding. Yes, per flag. Not oh, For God's me. sake. On, on, your, on your business? On my building because it overhangs Main Street and anyone else's building who overhangs Main Street. So that being said, uh, <laughs> I, I looked and I saw, hey, you know what? Uh, we're we're coming in at six million dollars in the bank on a one point five million dollar a year um, budget, and we're over um, we're basically going over our revenue projections by one point one million dollars every single year. Um, we collect six thousand dollars in building inspection fees. Uh, the city should pay for that. So yeah. uh, that was my first resolution. That resolution, uh, no one got to hear what it was about because they had determined that I had to make a motion first, and I was not allowed to explain what the resu- resolution was. By the way, down the line, there was another resolution in order to put resolutions out to the public so that they can actually read and understand what's going on, which the public has no information on this, by the way. So that got shot down for lack of a second, um, and I did notice um, a lot of the other city council members nodding, winking at each other. You can watch the video yourself. I'm sure you've got a link. So my second one was even better. Um, with all the gun control and all the crap going on at the federal level, I figured that, hey, you know what? We need a sanctuary city for the Second Amendment. We need to get yeah. out there and make sure that we don't abide by any um, – federal gun laws that the second amendment is clear it's written how it is and that's exactly where we need to be so i started to introduce that knowing that i wasn't get a second i started to read out um everything in the resolution um and i was met with a gavel and a gavel and a gavel i am out of order i'm out of order 
where I'm introducing a resolution. I've got the floor. I have no time limit whatsoever. I'm allowed to introduce this resolution because guess what? The public doesn't know what it is, and it's called transparency. So with that gavel, I was told I only get two minutes to do it, even though I was at a minute and 50 seconds. Cool. Fine. Didn't pass for lack of a second. Everybody wink, wink, nod, nod, cold, the libertarians here. So the third one was my favorite, and I've been working on this for about three years. And I did a little bit of study, and I worked with numbers and calculators and budgets, and I got an entire wall filled with clipboards of all this stuff. After being denied uh, for two years access to the budget, I finally went, got with John Poole, which is our city auditor, and got the numbers myself. Found out that, hey, we could lower property taxes by 50%, not to mention we could lower them by 100% and still have six figures over projected revenue in the bank. But I was just going for 50% because, hey, that's a radical notion. And I didn't even get 18 I didn't even get 16 seconds in before the gavel dropped and I was forcefully removed from the city council meeting. So wait a second. Now where is this money coming from that you could literally eliminate property taxes and stuff? Is it like sales taxes? What? Where's the money coming from? So Tennessee has um, some great taxes. No, I don't say great taxes, um, but we have a lot of low or no taxes across the board. We have lower okay. property taxes compared to the rest of the state, but we do have the highest sales tax rate. So, oh, um, and so, I know there's a difference. In, oh, go ahead. I was... I used to live in Tennessee. I lived in uh, Davidson County. Um, I think can't do with our firearms. The, the the council or sorry the the tax rate what the sales tax rate was eleven. It's nine point seven five. Nine point seven five. Okay. So it's pretty high, but um, and there are certain things. Obviously, I don't believe in any taxes, but again, I'm trying to step approach step approach. Yeah, of course, you know, of course. Where we're and I feel like, um, you know, property taxes is a feudalistic tax. Um, we don't need a feudalistic tax. We own our property. We should not have to pay taxes on it year after year after year. Additionally, it stimulates the economy and stimulates your home prices um, if your property taxes are lowered, especially in a county where everyone is moving to because we just have a lot more freedom out there. Um, and we, if we want our property taxes or property values to go up, property taxes is the way to um, drop in those. We'll definitely increase them. So we're going against that. Um, we have a huge sales tax revenue, but people will, you know, shop locally, reinvest it, and I feel like we'd actually have a higher tax revenue off of that to lower property taxes more. Again, this is about sustainability. We, I, I wasn't allowed to explain any of that to anyone on the council. It is, it's, it was just a complete ego trip. It was completely talking out of one side of their mouth, out the other side of their mouth. We want to be respectful, but yet we don't want to have a discussion. Uh, we want to literally forcefully remove someone who's representing their constituents who had the largest vote count in the entire city council, who got elected, and is on the, the only member of the planning commission that's been elected to the planning commission. So again, it's just silencing a voice that um, was completely done illegally. And to be, yeah, I was going to say, to be clear, this was illegal. You were following, I mean, you never try to challenge a libertarian on Robert's rules of order. You were obeying the rules 
of the council of how to do things, they're the ones that were out of order. I'm actually going to play this video. Uh, unfortunately, you and Matt won't be able to hear it, but but I and everyone else will, and I guess that's what really matters. Um, uh, and of course, Cole, you've 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 already heard it because you were there, and and Matt, you you listened to it. This is actually what happened when Cole tried to get rid of fees that impacted, among others, veterans who wanted to put up flags and get charged fifty bucks per pop for putting up brackets for a flag. Uh, get rid of, or at least reduce by 50% property taxes and make the city of Carthage into a Second Amendment sanctuary state to protect your right to keep and bear arms. This is how the Carthage City Council, led by Mara, Mayor Sarah Smith, responded to that. can't do with our firearms, which is going on right now in this country. Okay, we have a motion. We have a, resolu- we have a motion to adopt this resolution that has just presented for sanctuary city and, and the rest of this resolution. Uh, do I hear a second to this motion? All right, it has no section, so it's se- se- second to the guys. We're on the second. We'll move on. Brought to you by Smith County Animal Control. Um, the next item in the business is property tax resolution. Do I hear a motion? Yes, I have a motion, and I'd like to. Um, I'm on, hang on a second. I have a resolution directing the CMFO, motion to adopt the resolution directing the CMFO to report a draft budget ordinance with the revenue projections based on a 50% reduction in property taxes for the town of Carthage, Tennessee for the fiscal year beginning July 1st, 2021. Whereas the town of Carthage, I still, you are, the motion you're interrupting, I can, do I get two minutes or not? Sir, they can read the motion, they can read it themselves, the resolution. I'd like to finish my motion, Mayor, you are out of line. In the middle of giving reasons of the motion, which is in here. These people are all adults. They can read this. Please. I, got, I didn't get to 20 seconds. Would you just please make the motion? Then you can speak to it all you want. That's the way it works. I'm in the middle of explaining the motion because, unlike other things, I will do this. This is not a civil meeting. It is not a civil meeting at all. Would you please remove, sir? Police chief, would you please remove? So now they're illegally removing uh, Cole from the meeting. I proudly will leave defending the Second Amendment and trying to cut a 50% property tax rate and being interrupted on my motion because I did have the floor and I am in order. You are out of order. So if this is how we're going to bully, you can't keep me quiet with Robert's Rules of Order, you can't keep it whatever, that's fine. I'm for it. But this has definitely not been civilized. We have not had a good discussion here whatsoever. It has not been good. This is politics. Y'all have a wonderful night. So this is what happens. When there's only one libertarian on the council, is that <laughs> you have one person that's fighting for the rights of the people of, of in this case, the city of Carthage, uh, and their and the money that's being robbed of them that the city doesn't even need apparently, uh, and also the uh, and 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 trying to remove uh, onerous and ridiculous fees and to protect their right to keep and bear arms, you are illegally removed from the council meeting so that you can't even introduce the resolution. It's a big club, and I'm not in it. 
And that's okay. I don't want to be in it. And when I ran for office, I said, it's going to be transparent. If you don't have anything to hide, you shouldn't worry about it. Everything yeah. I'm looking to do, um, I'm not looking to force anyone to do anything. If you're looking to force people to do things or spend money in certain areas, you're going to have an issue with me. I don't pick fights with anyone. You can watch every single council meeting to date. I'm the only one that showed up for every single one of them. I don't pick fights with people, but I will ruthlessly defend the Constitution of the United States, especially the Bill of Rights, and also our human rights. And I'm just... It's one of those things, you're not getting your way. You're not getting the freedom of speech. You can't even hear me out. You can't let the people hear that they are, this is how much money the city has. This yep. is what the yep. city's doing to veterans. This is what's going on in Washington. This is how we can actually have an effect at the local level. They don't want that heard. Um, the city council members on that, uh, Steve Babcock, Barbara Knapple, Sam Petty, Bill Reese, and Jesse Peters, all had a chance to stand up and do what was right. They align themselves with Mayor Smith. I'm going to go ahead and just call them out on it. I have no problem being called on it. Take responsibility for your actions. Yes, absolutely. In fact, I'm going to uh, take that moment uh, to put up in the comments the names of uh, everyone else, including you, uh, that are on the council, including the mayor and vice mayor, and some nice emails where you can reach them and tell them what you think about this respectfully. Respectfully. Yeah. Let's be respectful. Absolutely. And, Do not and be disrespectful. Like, I, I'm not going to stoop to their level. I'm going to stay of professional. I'm going to stay respectful. And I, I, well, I mean, they are communists, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to let the communists talk. I will second, even if I vote against it, because freedom of speech is beautiful. I want to hear what they have to say. And they deserve the same amount of time as I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. They deserve the same time that you do. And there we go. So this is going to be the list of the names of, I don't know why it came out that way, but here we are. These are the names of the, and the positions of the people, uh, including Cole, uh, that are on the, um, that are on the Carthage, Tennessee council. Uh, as I said, in my call to action, where I put this out on, uh, on, on my Spike Cohen social media, uh, I encourage anyone who lives anywhere near Carthage, Tennessee to get in touch with Cole. Uh, and the other council members and mayor, if you if you wish, and uh, and find out when that next meeting is, uh, and then that way the people, the city council people, can see uh, respectfully and peacefully what the people of Carthage actually want. And I bet it isn't for the only councilman, the only person on the council who is respecting the rights and the money and the property of the people uh, to be silenced illegally and removed from a, a council session. Um, Cole, I know that this is, you know, probably not your immediate, uh, uh, your immediate concern, although it may be, but, uh, our is, you know, I was recently in Tennessee with y'all and, uh, I talked about the need for libertarians to run at the local level. And this is a perfect example as to why, um, are y'all, uh, working to try to identify some people to also run in Carthage so that, uh, we can get a, so that we can make it so that we are in the club and that we control the club and that the club is about giving the rights back to the people. We are, um, there's several people I've been working with. Um, I'm not really gonna, you know, Divulge yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know it's early on. Yeah, right. um, and it's not necessarily. I'm not necessarily trying to identify people as a libertarian either. Um, just, uh, just um, you know, basic freedom views. I, I get. I'm, I'm in a conservative area, um, you know, and so you're gonna have a lot more conservative views. And, and I personally have a lot of conservative views myself. I just, as a libertarian, don't force those conservative views on other people. That's the only right. difference. 
Um, right. That being said, um, there are some some plans going on. You know, we're working to see who wants to step up, who wants to get involved. A lot of people do come up to me and they do say, you know, man, I would do that, but that looks terrible. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It's awful. But um, it wouldn't be terrible if more people got involved. Exactly. I don't want to do this. And you shouldn't want to do it. Honestly, yep. you shouldn't want yep. to do this. But it should be a, a position of service. It is a position of service. It's a position of representation. I constantly, constantly hammer in that we are there to serve the people and we are there to submit to the people. Right. They, we, we, the people are not there to submit to us. And so as a city council uh, member, I'm there in a position of service and submission. And um, that that sometimes blows people's minds, but that's what exactly what it is. Um, the people are the authority, and I do believe in respecting authority, and that's just where that's just where that stands. Well, that's but, it's great that you're doing that. Even if even if you had just one ally, just one ally on the city council, you would have gotten yep. a second. You would have had a second. So even then, you have a wedge in. So at least the people would hear what it was. And personally. I am just shocked, absolutely shocked, that a bunch of conservatives wouldn't want to hear about protecting the Second Amendment. Just shocked. I am, I am gobsmacked and disgusted that conservative. I'm sure it's a, a nonpartisan race, but conservative Republicans are not wanting to talk about cutting taxes and fees and protecting the Second Amendment. I am, I don't even know how to continue with this show. What, what is a conservative Republican? Because I literally, I think I know one. And that's it. And, and seriously, that's it. And and it's uh, it's just it's conservatives conservatism in the Republican Party is completely dead. It's 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 long gone. It has to do about power. It has to do about control. And I'm I'm just not for that. I I do not know what is best for the people of Carthage. I don't. I'm I'm I have no right to tell anyone how to live their lives. They know what's best for them. I'm this ju- I'm I'm just there to get the government out of the way. That's it. This but, is what. Yes. I was going to say literally greatest answer possible. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you want to hear from elected officials. I don't know how you should live your life. I think you should live your life. I'm going to stay out of it as much as possible. I am not right. an expert in how you should live your life. You should live your life. Here's your money back. Here's your power back. Here's your freedom to make decisions back. Go live your life and uh, and and go be well. And I'm gonna not create problems for you in the meantime. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, disagree. I think disagreeing is an is an excellent thing to have. Have some disagreement. Um, let's pick on ourselves in a respectful manner. Let's pick things apart. Let's find out. You know, hey, guess what? I'm a human. I'm wrong a lot of times. Point out right. where I'm wrong. Do it in a respectful way. Figure out where I'm wrong. Let's move forward. And sometimes you're going to be wrong. Let's point it out in a respectful way, and let's move forward. There's no reason for this. I, I keep continually hear how the council members want respect on the council, yet none of them have showed me an ounce of respect yeah. because guess what? I'm not in the club. And you know what? If I'm going to die on a hill, I'm going to die on the hill of lowering taxes 50% on property and uh, defending the second amendment, come and take it. Yep. I, I agree. This is, this is why I now want you to run for governor. No, I listen, this is, this is, no, this is great. This is good stuff. And this is what we need folks. When I talk about, when Matt talks about, when we talk about running libertarians at the local level, we're talking about folks like Cole 
who are passionate about just serving the people in his or you know if it's someone else, if it's a woman in her district in their districts in their cities in their counties wherever and just protecting your rights and trying to claw back some of what's been stolen from you um this is what we can do if there were two or three more libertarians there with Cole, if they were like matt said if there were even one more he'd get a second they'd have to vote on it and you'd have to see them be on the record for whether they wanted to cut taxes and 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 you know protect your right to keep and bear arms if there were a few more on there then it would actually happen right you well, would have at least had the transparency where the where it was read and the people could have heard it yes at least there is the minimums why do they want to hide it? I'll tell you this. In Tennessee, we're making waves. Um, we've got two council members out in Clarksville, uh, Joshua yes. Bill and uh, Tricia Butler, mm. a county right over from me. We have a mayor, Stephen Chambers, is the mayor of the county. Awesome guy, libertarian. My wife is on the county commission here in Smith County. So, uh, But again, we just need more people to step up. And if more people step up and get involved and say, hey, I want to step up to serve, not to tell you what to do, but just to represent. And 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 uh, this isn't a this isn't a huge job to just represent and make some small decisions. That's all we need. That's amazing, it, Cole. How can people help you? Not just uh, well with this with this situation to try to get some movement in the council, and just in general. How can people reach out to you? How can they find out how they can help? Because I've had so many people contact me after I shared that video, saying, you know, how can people reach out and how can they help you? Honestly, the best thing that could happen, it, it really does come from a local level. Um, the citizens of Carthage are the are the best help I could get. Um, if they can show up to the meetings during the citizens' comments, um, that would be extremely helpful. As far as uh, statewide or nationwide, I mean, honestly, um, I, I'm a blessed man. Um, everything else is going great in my life. Um, I, you know, I'm not. I have no aspirations for anything except to grow cannabis, run a tavern, and watch my kids grow up and and just serve my country where I can. Um, and that's pretty much where I'm at. You know, um, I mean, if something comes up with help down the road, sure. But right now, um, I'm exactly where I want to be. Um, and I just I just want people to be. Uh, more transparent. I want people just to ask more questions and and get involved. Here, here's how they can help: get involved in your local area, get involved in your in your local government. Um, we are going to make more of an impact at the local level than we are at the state level, than we are at the federal level. Yes, there are areas that we need to bring attention to and speak yep. out and yep. be figureheads, but the biggest impact we can have is at the local level. Okay, I want you to run for president now. Like right now, just, just start now. Just start, just do it. Just just do it. That's don't so even think about it, just do it. Like. I know, as soon as I hear someone say, listen, I don't want to be involved. I just want to raise my finger. I'm like, run for president right now. Like this is this is who we need. Like we need, it's, it's ironic that the, the very people that we want uh, to be in office are the ones who don't want to be in office. Um, and, and unfortunately, it's the ones that do want to be in office that are often the ones that we don't want in office. But hey, Colt, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to continue to beat this drum on uh, on accountability, not just in Carthage, but in cities and, and counties and municipalities around the country. And uh, we're just so happy to have had you on. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate all y'all do and, and keeping the, the torch of liberty alive. Anything y'all need from me, just let me know. Hey, Run for president. <laughs> Run for president. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Man. Hashtag this is what libertarian elected officials look like. Yes. Yes. 
every every libertarian elected official that I have ever met, um, that I've ever known or I've ever met, has been the like they've been cold. Everyone, they've been cold. They don't want power. They just want you to have your power back. We're about to do a show where we're going to talk about a bunch of schmucks doing schmucky stuff and robbing you by billions of dollars and making your life miserable and killing people around the world and putting people in cages here. And then we've got libertarians. We've got folks like Cole who want to undo all that, even if it's just in their local city. And they don't have any aspirations for power. Cole just wants to run his farm. He just wants to have, he has a tavern too, Ebel's Tavern. Uh, and he wants to raise his family. He wants to see his kids grow. He just wants to be left alone and he wants you to be left alone. And he wants uh, you to be able to be free. This, These are the kind of folks that we need. They aren't ambitious for power. They're ambitious to take the power back and give it back to you. And uh, if that didn't inspire you, uh, to um, to get more involved locally with with your party and 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 not just with your party but with any you know liberty movements or any kind of liberty adjacent thing that's happening in your local area then frankly I don't even need to do my 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 get involved tap dance that I was going to do because that's nowhere near as inspiring as what Cole just said I mean I'll still do it I don't really have a room here I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Did you see the thing about a fundraiser where uh, you're supposed to do the single ladies dance? No. Mm. What? What is? Is who? Who started this? I. It was either Brett Robertson and or Brent DeRitter. I don't really remember which one. Um, it's in order to raise money for something I have no intention of buying yet. Somebody Is said this I need about to put the a... Oreo cookie. No, no. Okay. Somebody said I need to put a ring on it, and I said uh, I can't afford that. And they said you must be getting rich off muddied waters. And I said, well, let me see. Three months salary. I'll get her a ring pop. Um, and yeah. they said, you should hold a fundraiser. And I said, yeah, and if we raise enough for a Mac Daddy ring, Spike will do the single ladies dance. Oh, for Sarah? For superfan Sarah Anderick? For superfan Sarah Anderick. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Okay. I'll even get a glove and do the whole thing. <laughs> but then you got to marry her. So I'll definitely do that. I mean, I won't, like, marry her, marry her. No, I mean, so you got to marry her. No, no, you got to marry her. Gotta, no, like, I'm not, I'm not asking the government for permission marry to marry her. You have to. Well, I no. You don't have to ask the government's permission, but you have to do a thing in front of God. Oh, like, oh well, yeah, in the civil union, or yeah, I could do that. Okay, then you should. Yeah, I'll dance for that. Uh, Joe Makestrifts uh, made a, a very generous donation. Thank you, Joe, and said, "Hey, speaking of governors, anyone know if Michigan has a libertarian candidate for 2022? They do not yet, but they will. Um, they are actually going to have their convention uh, in late June." Um, June 26th and 27th, I believe in, uh, in, uh, gosh, we're in Michigan. I think Grand Rapids, Michigan. I can look it up. I'm going to be there. Um, so I'll actually be at it. It's funny that I don't know where things are that I'm going to be at. That's how, that's what my schedule is like now. Um, they will be on June 26th and 27th in doesn't say where uh it's but it's i believe i want to say grand rapids michigan but they may have had to move it i know thanks to gretchen whitmer the current governor it's very hard to do an event in june 
She's still there, huh? She's still there. And two months after what is expected to be herd immunity due to the vaccinations, she's still planning on totally locking things down and maybe even making it more strict in June when the sun comes out. And it's less likely to spread because she's really smart. So we'll see. But they're planning on having their convention on the 26th and 27th, and it will be at the convention that they pick their nominees and, and including the gubernatorial nominee. And I will be there. So uh, go get in touch with Michigan LP and uh, sign up to be at their convention. And come see me. I'll be there. Hey, I don't know why that was so low energy right then, but I'll be there. Because it's Ooh. Michigan. It's Michigan. And Gretchen I, I, still no. start. I love Listen, Michigan. Don't get me wrong. I, I love, love Michigan. Michigan. I love Michigan. I would not want to go there right now. I've, every time I was I in, Michigan, it's been a great time. It's just with Gretchen Whitmer being there, I would not want to go there because I don't want to oh. give any tax dollars to Gretchen Whitmer. Yeah, but what we're going to do is we're going to basically defy all of her orders on a native reservation. So it's going to be pretty, it's going to be like the most Michigan. The two biggest things you can do, uh, anti-government things you can do there are go to a native reservation and defy the orders and uh, go to Flint and uh, and uh, dunk on the uh, on the Flint and, and Michigan government uh, in front of the Flint water building, which is what I did last year on the bus tour. So I will have done the two most anti-government libertarian things you can do in Michigan that are, well, I mean, that are legal, I guess. So uh, speaking of things that one can do that are legal, we're now doing our next segment, which of course is the uh, Black Cold Brewed Caffeinated Rapid Fire segment brought to you by Black Cold Brewed Organic Coffee, spelled B-L-V-C-K, because who the hell cares how things are spelled anymore. Black is the most delicious cold brewed organic coffee to be horrifically misspelled. Uh, if you go to Black Brews, B-L-V-C-K-Brews.com, you can use code MW for free shipping. Matt? Yes. So, uh, many of you out there uh, in the muddied verse um, yes. are watching this right now on Facebook. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I feel so bad for you. I feel um, for you. you know, you must not like clarity. Um, <laughs> in your videos, in your videos, compressed. Oh, uh, I see what you did. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's what you meant. Now, Facebook uh, is trying to compete with uh, with other platforms like Twitch and YouTube and other places where you can give donations to streamers, mm -hmm. um, and they have a policy called Facebook Stars. Now, I just want to let you know, we will – am I over in your section? Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Hold on. I'll fix that. Just you keep saying things. Um, we will never, ever, ever apply for Facebook Stars. Ever. And we are going to tell you or ask you. We're not going to tell you. You can do whatever you want. Never ask us to uh, accept them because we won't. And uh, just don't ever give them out to anybody. And the reason is for every star that you give, like let's say you were giving them to us because who else would you really be giving them to? Right. For every star that you give us, we get a penny. That means that you can just fast blast, like just star, 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 star. And I'm certain it like comes up and shows on the Facebook app uh, for those of you who are still allowed to use it. But I'm not. Um, but it, <laughs> you, 
Not at all bitter. Not bitter so, even remotely. Uh, you kicked me off. You you banned me permanently. I got back on, and then you took away my app. Took away my. Uh, and then now I and I wasn't allowed to live stream until like I think uh, two to three days from now that I'm allowed to live stream again. Um. <laughs> So you can just like fast blast a bunch of stars and uh, it probably looks cooler. I'm not sure. But let's say you get 250 stars to give us. We'll get $2.50. $2.50. But those 250 stars cost you $7.99. I was going to say $8 and just round it up. And I didn't want to do that because I don't want somebody to be like, well, that's not right. But yeah, $7.99 to buy 250 stars to give to us. So, so uh, they're Facebook they're keeping like, like two, over two thirds. Yeah, that's quite that's a hell of a merchant fee, folks. Like usually, like PayPal's fee is what three percent. One. It's it's one it's one percent if you do like the automatic cash out. If it's the merchant fee, like if they're giving us money and saying it's for a good or a service, uh, yeah, it's three percent, I think. And so Stephen Witt in the comments is saying what you need to do. Go to Anchor. Anchor.fm slash Muddied Waters. And you can make donations there if you want to. Or you can also leave a message. You can go and you can leave a message. And we play him during that segment that we do later. I'm not going to say yeah. it yet because, you know, that's the segment we do later. Um, but, yeah, don't, don't we aren't going to sign up for stars. It's a total screwing of, of you. Uh, you are thinking that you're helping us and we're getting fractions and Facebook gets to keep like almost three quarters of it. It's stupid. Like and, it's and, dumb. And them and knowing Facebook, they would hold on to the money for 30 days or whatever, which I get. Mm. Uh, Cause you know, that's pretty standard. Twitch does it. YouTube does it. They all do it. But then we would get kicked off of Facebook because we're only one strike away. Um, <laughs> But we would get kicked off of Facebook, and then they would just keep the money, and you would have spent all of your money and given it straight to Facebook. To Facebook, which is in the process of silencing libertarian voices slowly, which is why we're branching out to all these other media outlets that we're using. Where else? Yeah, so in general, go like follow us on YouTube and Twitter. It's better there anyway. And also, and on float, float float.app slash muddywatersmedia. Um, and, and obviously if you're listening to this on the, on the podcast, but yeah, go to anchor.fm. Don't, don't do the Facebook stars. It's just or garbage. PayPal. If you're like, I don't want to, or do just PayPal. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't want to do the monthly subscription thing, muddiedwatersmedia at gmail.com via PayPal, however much you want to send us. And if you do it on Tuesdays before seven o'clock, it will say this show is brought to you by whoever PayPal's us the most money on Tuesday. Yeah. So make that's your big day is Tuesday. It's the see you next Tuesday donation. And the again, if we I mean, we still have this thing going. If we raise nine hundred dollars in between the two episodes, I will hit myself with a hot dog that I form out of salmon meat. So, I mean, I don't know how that hasn't happened yet, but whatever. Like that's a legit thing that you could choose. Our uh, Skyline Libertarian asks if you are if we are on MeWe. We are. You know we more do, about that. So we do have a MeWe page. Um, we don't post a lot there, but there is a very active chat on MeWe um, that is a lot of fun. Uh, you will either get 
really great uh, libertarian discussion or you will get overly, overly personal conversations about anybody and their lives. And yes, that includes mine. Well, Much I know I want to tune in. <laughs> Much to superfan Sarah Anderegg's dismay. Oh, um, I'm sure. So yeah, we are on MeWe, but yeah, don't do stars. The PayPal us, muddiedwatersmedia at gmail.com on, uh, on PayPal. Don't do stars for anybody. Don't do stars in general. Just don't Not do it. Facebook. Just help people directly. Like if you want find out what their PayPal or their their Venmo or their whatever is, go go give them money where they get most of it. Not not this other nonsense. Um, speaking of uh, something that makes you want to throw money, uh, something really incredible happened in a church in Calgary, Alberta. Uh, there is a, a church there um, with a pastor named Artur Pawlowski who is from Poland and has some experience dealing with uh, authoritarian regimes. So he moved to Canada because I guess he just didn't want to give up on that. And so, uh, as you probably know, Canada is really, 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 really locked down. Like really, like really locked down, like locked, like locked down, locked, like we way more than here. And oddly enough, COVID spreading every bit as rapidly there as it is here. Wonder of wonders. And uh, it's almost like lockdowns don't work. But anyway, he was having a uh, a Passover service in his church. And the police showed up because they were upset that he had, I think, like 15, 20 people there. And that's illegal. How many? I don't, I don't know. There were just people. There were just people. There were just people. Yeah. There were people gathering a building for a holy day of theirs. And the police didn't like that. So they gathered there too. Because it's okay when a bunch of cops show up, but not normal people. That's dangerous. So, here's what the pastor did. This is just fantastic. This is what the pastor did. Please get out. Get out of this property. Immediately get out. Get out of this property. Immediately. Out. I don't want to hear anything. Out of this property. Immediately. I don't want to hear a word. Out. Out. Out of this property. Immediately until... You come back with a warrant. Out. 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 Out of this property. Immediately out. Immediately go out and don't come back. Don't, I don't want to talk to you. Not a word. Out of this property. Out of this property. Immediately out. I don't care what you have to say. Out. Out. Out of this property, you Nazis! Out! Out! Gestapo is not allowed here! Immediately, Gestapo is not allowed! Out! Do you understand English? Get out of this property! Go! So go! Go! And don't come back without a warrant! Out, Nazi! Out! Out! You understand? Nazis are not welcome here. Out. And don't come back without a warrant. Do not come back without a warrant. You understand that? You're not welcome here. Nazis are not welcome here. That is just... Fantastic. That's pretty incredible. That's fantastic. I When I made that video... Um, the other night I played it like 15 times. It's, 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 I hate to call it like liberty porn, 
because it's a church <laughs> and that's like not really appropriate, but man. It, I mean, it doesn't get better than a pastor screaming at the police and 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 a and a city worker saying, "Get out of my private get property! Out. Get out! Get out, Nazi! That's just get out! Get you right here! Nazis this guy is the cold evil of of Canadian pastors. This is incredible. Also, uh, a uh, Continuing to uh, update the church uh, or the police have not come back yet. Um, so where she said that they can easily get a warrant turns out not that easily. Well, you know, that was on Saturday, Passover, because mm-hmm. it was Passover service on Saturday and then yeah. Easter. So courts are closed and then Easter Monday. Mm. So but today's Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, so like they probably put in the request this morning. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see this, what happens. Uh, go ahead. So I, Joe Hackman distracted me when he said that he saw the late slide back into frame. Yeah, yeah. Matt tried to pull mm-hmm. one on all of you, thinking that he watched it too, but he didn't. He doesn't care. Um. It's a, a, a very interesting, Elizabeth Kokiard, who's in Indiana, says, uh, we have an LP pastor, Libertarian Party pastor, running for Senate Exploratory Committee, and he gets to preaching when condemning the lockdowns. It's great. It, it's great to have a pastor. Uh, they have a different energy level uh, when, they're, when they're breaking stuff down. And uh, uh, we saw that with Ricky Harrington in, uh, in Arkansas. I, I love it. I love it. Um, so, yeah, so, so far, no actions taken by these peaceful church people getting together for a holiday. I mean, can you imagine 2018 or 2019, I tell you that in Canada, it's going to be illegal uh, to go uh, see, to gather with other people in a, in a building um, because of a virus that has been demonstrated cannot be slowed the spread of by forcing everyone to stay home. Because that's actually how viruses tend to spread during cold and flu season. Is everyone staying home? Did I, if I had told you that, what would you probably? I would think would go, you lying troll, you. It just doesn't make sense. How dare you? And I'll say, and I'm going to fix this by running for the Libertarian Party vice presidential nomination. <laughs> and you go, well, that in a pig's eye, that'll happen, right? And I go, no, no, I'm going to actually get it and win, and then I'm going to travel across the country as the... And then we're going to come in third. I'm going to come in third for vice president, me, Spike Cohen, and then you're going to go, shut up. This is all stupid, and I think that you're using drugs again. But here we are, folks. Now, which part of everything I just said was more horrifying? But if you were using drugs, it would be no knowledge. Yes, if I were using drugs, I would go to nugofknowledge.com. Well, meanwhile, that's not drugs. It's not I mean, drugs, but... It's not drugs, drugs. It's drugs cannabis. Drugs. It's right. a medicine, but not a drug medicine. A medicine medicine. Nugofknowledge.com. Use checkout code SPIKE for 10% off your weed. And you can go to uh, cumberlandcannabisco.com for Tennessee CBD products from Cole Ebel. Incidentally... Fun fact, uh, it's illegal um, for the police to test cannabis, hemp, sorry, not cannabis, hemp, CBD hemp for THC levels right now because the court threw out their testing standards. So um, 
if you just advertise your product as Tennessee <laughs> CBD, you can just do that. Yeah. Uh, Brett Robertson wants to know if we're going to have, uh, if we collectively are going to try to have Ricky Dale Harrington Jr. on to talk about his governor's race. Uh, that is a question for somebody else. That yes. Is a question. Uh, we, that is a question that, for Brian Lambrecht. That's a question for Brian. We don't have a Steven, but we do have a Brian. And a uh, that would be a question for him, but we'd be happy to have him on. Um, oh, I'd so, love to yeah, have him on. We, we would love to have uh, Ricky on. I, first of all, I love Ricky. I got to hang out with him in person when I went to uh, Arkansas during his during our respective campaigns, and we had a really cool um, uh, we had a really cool um, panel on criminal justice reform. And Ricky Dale Harrington uh, isn't just you know a lot of people recognize him as being a, a pastor, but he was a prison chaplain, uh, and uh, he got to see firsthand what the prison systems are like in Arkansas, which has uh, I believe for. It's if it's not the highest, it's definitely one of the highest incarceration rates in the U.S., which itself has the highest incarceration rate uh, in the planet. Um, and that means that Arkansas is like the most likely place for someone to go to prison. And uh, so he definitely has a lot of experience when it comes to that. We'd love to have him on. Um, let's see. So speaking of. people shouting into the ether <laughs> alexandra ocasio-cortez she was recently rated uh the most something 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 right matt yeah she was recently rated as the 230th most effective democratic member of the house of representatives out of 240 230 out of 240 were worse than her in effectiveness. Yeah, another way to say that is she's one of the 10 least effective Democrats in the uh, in the House of Representatives. She uh, has introduced a total of 21 substantive bills that did not receive substantial backing from other lawmakers, uh, including committee and floor votes. Uh, there was a study done by uh, Vanderbilt University and the University of Virginia. Um that did not stop her from saying that this new uh, $2.25 trillion infrastructure bill uh, was about as substantive as her work in the House by saying that it needs to be more, even though they didn't do the things she said. Because she's right. not, she's in the, the bottom 10. She's in the bottom 10. She's in the she's, bottom she's... 10. Let's to be clear. Speak, to, to speak Chris Reynolds lingo. Yes. If this was the soccer that he watches, oh the European League soccer that he watches, she would be relegated to the lower league at her effectiveness. The way we say it in America that cares about freedom and guns <laughs> and mom and apple pie, she'd be in the single A teams because we watch baseball. I actually don't watch baseball. Yeah, but we're going to we, talk about it. We're um, going to talk about it. We're definitely going to talk about it. There's a there's a foreshadowing there. Um, AOC's role is not to actually pass anything. AOC's role is to convince progressives that they aren't being screwed by the Democrats in the same way that, you know, and I, here, here I go. Thomas Massey, 
uh, and, and other liberty Republicans, their job, and other constitutional conservative Republicans, uh, their job is to say stuff that makes libertarians and conservatives think that they're not being screwed over by the Republican Party. It's all a sham. You're, you're being right. conned. Um, and just to prove it, AOC uh, was recently in a video uh, where she was called out for not being nearly as uh, forceful in uh, in her condemnation of Joe Biden, who is putting more kids in cages than Trump is and who is continuing to build the wall at a faster pace than Trump did. And she said, yeah, no, I tweeted a couple times that was bad. So, yeah, no, that's controlled opposition there. If, if you hear somebody using the word surge, they're trying to equate it to insurgency and yeah. invoke a militaristic idea. These are children. Yeah, no. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way of condemning Joe Biden without ever mentioning that he's doing that. Speaking of which, Matt, I heard that Joe Biden is uh, going to be restarting construction on that wall that he said he would not build one more mile of that was his word that's right yes um a lot of people in the comments have actually been mentioning this throughout the show um yes but yes uh according to man i really should have put that guy's name in there um uh... oh the homeland security director yes whose name plinkin. i'm blanking on completely was it not plinkin is that plinkin not... no hold on Lincoln is uh, Secretary of uh, State, I think, ah. or something. I am Mayorkas, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Mayorkas. first, the first Hispanic man to be in charge of the mass caging operation of the federal government. It's real inclusive pluralism that's happening. On this Mayor wall, we believe that Black Lives Matter. Science is science. Climate change is real. All people have rights. That's what we believe on this wall. Now That's get actually out. actually paying for the wall is the Black Lives Matter's paying for a portion of it. And yes. Climate change is paying for a portion of it. Um, it's a sponsorship, yeah. According to Mayorkas, he said, the president has communicated quite clearly his decision that the emergency that triggered the devotion of Department of Defense funds to the construction of the border wall is ended. But that leaves room to make decisions as the administration, as part of the administration, in particular areas of the wall that need renovation, particular, particular projects that need to be finished, which means they are going to finish building the wall. Yeah. It's a now, slight change, of, of course, from when Biden, of course, said, Hypothetically, he said, building a massive wall that spans the entire southern border is not a serious policy solution. It is a waste of money that diverts attention from genuine threats to our homeland security. And then he later said he would not build one mile more. And what he really meant is I'm going to build hundreds of miles more. I am going to watch as... Many people attempt to get into this country who I am not going to allow in. And, and then I'm cages. going to say that we need to build this wall. Yeah. And nobody is going to call me on this crap. Except Ted Cruz, which I love. Did Ted Cruz call him on it? Well, uh, he made the video. Oh, 
showing oh, oh, showing what's happening. Wall thing. I was like, I haven't. Oh, oh, on the wall thing, probably not. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, my question is, and I posted this in the uh, Muddied Waters groups on MeWe and Facebook today. How long is it, and how many Republicans are going to say, "We don't need this wall. This wall will keep people in." And how many Democrats are now going to say, eh, "It's kind of necessary." We kind of need it right now. We kind of need like, to keep them out, you know. It's keeping wages like, low. I, I'm I'm waiting for Bernie Sanders to make the. Go ahead. This would be one of the quickest flips of parties. Ever. Yeah, it's going to happen because the neoliberal foreign policy includes tight restrictions on the borders in order to prop up the smuggling cartels that are involved in uh intelligence agency clandestine operations and and by the way when i'm saying this i know that sounds very tinfoil hat all of this has been exposed multiple times over the years this is all public information uh there's nothing they're not even trying to hide it anymore but the reality is they want people to come here illegally because a the big businesses that hire them uh pay less when it's illegal because then they don't have to match their social security and their uh, their uh, uh, health insurance. They just make the small businesses do that. They don't have to do that. And B, uh, it actually props up the cartels uh, that they're trying to keep in power in Mexico and in uh, Latin America that are taking over those countries and leading to the unrest and political violence that's causing so many people to flee here in the first place. It's almost like that's exactly what they want. And the whole time, they play Americans against each other. You either have to believe in strong protections for the American people, or you have to believe in protecting the human rights of people trying to come here and build a better life. And at no point are we allowed to acknowledge the fact that Republicans and Democrats are working together to create this mess and then capitalize on it on both sides of the border. I cannot wait for Biden to have to answer one question about the wall. I mean, we've seen how he answers things. He goes, it's important that when you really believe in something that you you got to um, uh, then. And what happens then is you, you have to. Um, well, well, anyway, do, do you, you need to have like, you know, you got you to have the notebook. Oh, my notebook is over there. Again. See, that's why you, you got to have the Biden book. Got to have Look. the Biden book. The wall, the wall. When when Trump, when when Trump wanted the wall, it was it it was bad, bad, bad. And now is, you see, the situ situations have changed. Look, look, come on, come on, man. Look, situations they're different now. Trump's different. wall was a bad dude. <laughs> Donald this Trump is... was a bad dude. Now, thankfully, Joe Biden did come out with uh, a, a very strong clarification of his border wall policy that I think will uh, uh, cons a lot of the people that are concerned in the comments about the hypocrisy here. I think that this will greatly um, uh, ameliorate your concerns. And I had a nurse at, at uh, nurses at uh, Walter Reed Hospital who would oh. bend down and whisper in my ear, oh. and go home and get me pillows. They would make sure oh. they'd actually... Probably nothing ever taught in, uh, you can't do it in the COVID time, but they oh, actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move, oh, to get get me moving. It's powerful. So powerful. Powerful stuff there from... Glad he could re resolve that for everyone. <laughs> powerful stuff from the President of the United States.
of America. Um, now, speaking of things that are kind of dumb and speaking of giant cartels, um, yeah, giant. Oh wow! Speaking of giant <laughs> government-backed cartels, Matt. Yeah, the MLB uh, has decided to move the All Star Game from Atlanta to Denver in protest of the voting law in Georgia uh, that the MLB is calling racist. Mm-hmm. And in their protest of this racist law, yes, they are moving the All-Star game, which will bring an estimated $100 million in revenue to the city of which it will be played in from the 51% black-populated Atlanta to the 76% white-populated Denver. In this overwhelmingly white city, we believe that black lives matter, science is real, climate change also real, black people, I'm not actually really concerned about them, uh, and um, whatever the newest uh, pander is, we believe that as well here yes. in Denver. I'm actually going to be in Denver in April, so I probably shouldn't um, bash the entire city of Denver. Uh, this is... Well, the, um, the people that you... The people the people who are watching this show and who are coming to see you understand you are not referring to them. No, God, no, not you. <laughs> Those other <laughs> foolish rubes that are out there. They make me sick, but not you. You're the good one. Um this is, they're moving it from Georgia, a state where they passed the law requiring voting ID uh, and making it a misdemeanor um, to give water to people with 125 feet of a voting location to Colorado, a state where they have voter ID and where it's also against the law to give water to people within 100 feet of a voting location. Also, well, you know, they're way more white. Feet. That's 25 feet. 25 feet. That's, that's all the difference. Yeah, that's that's the important that's that is the difference between giving a hundred million dollars in revenue to a city versus not that twenty five yeah. feet. Yeah, they're taking money out of uh, black owned black hands and black owned businesses hands to give to white people because they allow people to get water within twenty five feet closer of the voting location. Still have voter ID yeah. though, incidentally. Um, right. There's so, also been a lot of talk about the. Go ahead. Uh, in 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 early in early voting or absentee voting, uh, you still have to do signature checks in Colorado, which you now have to do in Georgia, and you have to do ID in uh, Colorado, show ID for early voting, uh, which you now have to do in Georgia. So this is pandering. Yeah, virtue signaling. Yeah. Virtue signaling. Yeah, this is virtue signaling and pandering at the worst level because they literally come out looking so much more racist than what they are actually. Yeah. Virtue signaling this is, again. This is like when the uh, the uh, studios and sports leagues pulled out of North Carolina over the transgender uh, bathroom bill, uh, but continue to do business in countries where being homosexual is or trans is a death penalty offense where they kill you. Um, and when I say they kill you, I mean, they kill you right then. Like you might get a brief trial, but then you're thrown from a building or hanged later that day or stoned to death. Yeah. Because in this rock pile 
uh, that's covering a dead gay person. We believe that black lives matter. Climate change is real. Gay people should be hit with rocks until they're dead. But black lives matter. Well, unless they're here, then we, we'd stone them too. Right. This is and what... Unless, um, unless they're gay. Yeah, no, black gay lives... No, they'll definitely get... They'll get stoned faster because also they're black. Right. That's a whole other subject. Right. Yeah, this is what virtue signaling looks like. But I'll tell you what virtue signaling does not look like. And that is the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call-in moment. Where you can totally not virtue signal by going to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters where you can leave messages for us. Uh, you can also donate money to us, as we said before, so do that. Uh, and you can leave messages to us, and we will play them now, during this time that we're playing That's... messages now. Um, you do not have to leave a donation. Uh, to, you do not have to donate money to leave a message or for us to play it. Uh, but we will like you better if you do it. Very true. So be sure to do that. Now, I uh, did not screen these calls this week. So Yes. And all of them are from one person. So I am terrified. Oh, no. So we will start with the first one. Well, hello there, Guy on left and Spike and Messieurs Ebel and Cohen. This is Matt Hicks calling on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney of law. Anchor calling moment. Oh. I just wanted to take this opportunity to wish a very special and happy Belated birthday hmm. to superfan Sarah Greg. The crowd goes wild. Hashtag laser legend. Who this show is brought to you by today. This show is brought to you by noted superfan and farm Jew Sarah Andereg, uh, <laughs> who would like you to know uh, that you are loved, you are valid, you are Jewish, and you belong in a farm. Yes. It's a fantastic woman. What a wonderful woman. She, anybody who has been watching this show for the last four years uh, has probably noticed the weight gain in the last year or so on my end. And uh, yeah. that is 100% her fault. Yeah. Which she would come bursting in right now if she was watching and be like, you look better now. You were you too do. thin. You were. You need... <laughs> yeah. In fact, eat now, and she would bring me food. Yeah, and she would make you eat some kind of delicious Jewish pastry right then. And she'd be right. She would be right. Um, she would be right. None of my pants fit anymore, and it's annoying because I don't spending money on new pants. Yeah, I mean, you know, I hate that your 26 waist pants aren't fitting anymore. Now you're going to have to shop in the adult section. You were too skinny, and it's you've got a nice woman who's who's putting some meat on your bones. You're going to catch the death of cold. Come on. Come inside, please. I live in Florida. Well, <laughs> you're, I mean, there's a draft. Um, so, yes, happy birthday to Sarah. And there's the first one down. That one wasn't scary. That one wasn't terrifying at all. We'll see what's next. Hello again, guy on left and Spike and guests. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the personal injury attorney. Chris Reynolds, attorney of law, anchor call in moments. TF. 
And we have for you today, day seven of the Derek Chauvin trial update. And I just want to say that um, the defense attorney tried really hard to frame it in such a way that if a crowd is standing around a police officer doing something and the crowd is doing anything other than cheering the cop on and telling them he's a great cop and doing a good job, then that's a threat. What world do we live in? Hashtag laser legend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anybody that caught um, the writer's block last week on Thursday, Matt Hicks was the guest. Um, and he and I discussed the Derek Chauvin trial for a little bit. And that is one of the major talking points that uh, the defense attorney is going with. Um, and even on the show, Matt Hicks, I, I, I'm going to try to quote him correctly. Um, he said, uh, he said, that guy is slick, like super slick because, and cause he's been working on this angle for over, well, about a week now. Right. And that is his art. Like that's literally his entire argument of if the crowd of people weren't there, George Floyd would still be alive. And I don't mean to laugh at that, but the, I, but the logic of it is there's so... video of it. They were there saying, Hey, you're killing him. Please stop. If you find yourself accidentally killing someone or in the process of accidentally killing someone, and a crowd shows up to say, hey, you're killing that person. Stop, please, don't kill him no more. And you continue to look at them while you kill him. That's your fault. You should kind of be paying attention to what you are doing. To what you're doing in that moment, yeah. So, Especially so if that you what you're doing murdering. is... Yeah. Should if you're in the process of murdering, yeah. Murder, yeah. As opposed to the crowd of people that you are smugly smiling at yeah. whilst putting your knee on the back on some of some yeah. backside of somebody's throat and murdering them in yeah. front of witnesses. Yeah. I mean, so let's be clear. The job of a defense attorney is to defend, right? So we often get right. mad at the defense attorney because they're trying to get the client off, right? They're trying to say whatever they think will stick. So I'm angry in, about the fact that they're... In go all ahead. fairness, as libertarians, normally we're getting mad at the prosecuting attorneys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is the job of a defense attorney to defend their client. And if the client says, I want to plead not guilty, then the defense attorney has to try to go with it as much as they can. Um, which is why, yes, I'm mad that Derek Chauvin has a uh, cop saying this stuff and or has an, an attorney saying this stuff or saying, for example, that, oh, well, uh, he had trace amounts of, uh, of drugs in his system. So that's what killed him. Not the neck, not the boot on his neck or the knee on his neck for several minutes while he's uh, his head is smashed up against a curb. The drugs did it. Now he was regularly taking drugs, but they su that suddenly killed him in that moment when coincidentally he was being kneeled on. This is what a defense attorney has to do when they have a garbage case like this. I find it absurd and the hubris incredible 
to try to victim blame the crowd that was desperately trying to get the cop to stop murdering George Floyd for being the reason that George Floyd was murdered. That is just, ah. Did, did you see Cher uh, get raked on the, like just on the coals on Twitter? No. Well, not this time. She she tweeted uh, something about I was talking with my mom and we were talking about the George, uh, the Derek Chauvin trial and she was talking about how horrible it is and I said I know mom I wish I could have been there because maybe things would have been different and she got just dragged on Twitter. Because everybody's, oh, you have the white savior complex. What would you have done that the other people wouldn't have done? Do you think he would have listened to you over anybody else that was screaming at him at that time? Because you're Cher. Because she wanted to turn back time. Wow. That's the whole reason you brought that up, isn't it? 100% was for that joke. Had no idea that the Derek Chauvin thing was going to come up in questions today, but man, I wanted to tell that joke. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. She she sounds like... Like that. A slightly younger Joe Biden when she sings. Um, Wow. Yeah, I know, doesn't she? (laughs) If I could turn back time. If I could... You know the the thing. You know the thing. (laughs) Gosh. Oh, man. So. So... Here's yes, our no, next that. From yeah, let's take our next call. Legend Hicks. Hello again, guy on left and Spike. This is Matt Hicks calling in on the personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, anchor call in moment. Bong bong. <laughs> Can we take a moment <laughs> and just embrace the irony of Mitch McConnell criticizing corporations? For having a political opinion when politicians can't shut the F up about corporations and businesses. Hashtag laser light. The F. I did not know uh, that Mitch McConnell did this. But it does not surprise me. It doesn't surprise us. Mitch McConnell being a hypocrite. Get the F out of here, Matt. And Hicks. me. All this means is he's probably mad at uh, Major League Baseball. Yes, Major League Baseball. disagreeing with the Georgia law because if they said, no, we're going to stay, he wouldn't care. He would not care. He would and not that would be it. taking a position on something political. Right. Yeah. He 100% would not care if they were taking a position that agreed with him. So, Yes. yes. 100%. Yeah, and let's be clear. All of our criticism of Major League Baseball, they have the right to do this. It's their their league thing, do whatever. My bigger beef with Major League Baseball is just the sheer amount of taxpayer money that they steal from people across multiple states and municipalities uh, in order to fund their, their craft organization that they have that's ostensibly built around a sport. Uh, that's my what I'm upset about. I'm not terribly upset that they you know, moved from Atlanta to Colorado, but I will laugh like hell at their hypocrisy at where they where they moved to which is kind of worse uh than where they moved from um so yes that's what we think about that and we are still safe so far with this raw dog episode of 
personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, where we have no idea what Matt Hicks has in store for us. Let's spin that yes. wheel again. I know. This is like Russian this is like Russian roulette with like multiple bullets. Multiple uh, bullets in the chamber. Right. And you're only and, spinning them one at a time, so you're just waiting. Right. We're and we're down to the very last click. So here's our last one. God, it's short too. Um, oh. <laughs> we're down to the last one from Matt Laser Legend Hicks. Hello again, guy on left and Spike and et al. I just wanted to clarify something from my previous message. Oh, when God. I said politicians can't shut the F up, I meant fuck. They can't yeah, shut there the we fuck are. up. There, it is. there we go. There it is. Yeah, there it was. Yeah. I knew there, that was coming. There was there was the Matt Hicks we all know and love. I figured it would be in the comments, but there it is. There it is. Well, Matt, thanks um, so much. By the way, before I forget, I need to mention that I am going to be uh, at, the, at the Humane Society of North Myrtle Beach Shelter Lock-In. I'll be live streaming on Sunday uh, from my shelter lock-in where I and my wife, Spike Cohen's wife, I can do it too, uh, will be uh, at, the, uh, at the shelter uh, doing a, participating in a lock-in to raise funds for the Humane Society of North Myrtle Beach. That is where uh, I have we have gotten all of our um, our shelter pets in the, over the years. Uh, we've done a lot of fostering and volunteering there, and I will be there. Uh, I, they want me to wear a suit. I'm not wearing my suit into a kennel, um, but uh, I will be there, locked in with the dog. It's going to be fun, and uh, and we're going to hang out until um, until we raise. Uh, I forget what the target is, but we raise, we're going to raise money. So be sure to tune into our social media, to my social media this uh, weekend and uh, give if you can. Yes. Um, yes. I know that we have another guest coming on momentarily. Yes. Momentarily. Um, and by well, that, uh, that means well, Matt is telling me to get well, that guest. Okay. I, w- I was going to say, while while we are waiting for that to happen, uh, in the yes. comments, Sean Orton said, uh, like I said last week, uh, the poor guy who called the police because of his employer's questionable policies. Um, yes, Chris Martin is that kid's name. He's 19 years old. Um, he is going to be 20 soon, which means that when this happened, he may have only when the George Floyd uh, thing happened, he may have only been 18. He was the one that was given the twenty the fake twenty dollar bill. He went out and said, hey, this is a fake $20 bill. This comes out of my paycheck. Please give me a real one. And the guy that was with uh, George Floyd uh, gave him another fake one. And he goes, no, this is fake. And he just ripped it up in front of him and refused to give him the money. And he was the one that Chris Martin was the one that went inside. And he talked to his manager and he said, they won't give me the real money. And so the manager called the police. Um, The manager called. The manager called the police. Um, and I honestly, I feel terrible for Chris Martin. I feel awful for Chris Martin because in the trial, he said that he feels guilty that George Floyd isn't still alive. That he blames himself for that death. Right. And on top of it, he blames himself for all of the riots. 
Wow. And Joe Biden. Um, he didn't say that part. But uh, he blames himself for these things. He is living with that guilt, which he shouldn't be living with. That is not something he should be living with. That no. is on the that should squarely be on the shoulders of Derek Chauvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, he was doing his job by reporting someone who was trying to pass off what they believed to be a counterfeit twenty. Um, putting aside the fact that they were doing what the Federal Reserve and big business does all day long, handing handing off uh, fraudulent monopoly notes to uh, to to get by to get over on people. Um, the reality is. He was doing what his job is. If he hadn't done that, he would have been fired. They might have thought that he was in on it. There's there's many things that could have happened. Um, here is and the, the here, money was here is, coming out of his paycheck. And that's the thing. The money was going to be coming out of his paycheck. It's not his fault that this was happening. Uh, now, there is a lesson to learn here. When you call the police, you are bringing out someone that is trained to use deadly force. And... They often, thanks to qualified immunity, are eager to use deadly force. Not always, and, and maybe not even most of the time. But you are, we're talking about spinning that Russian roulette wheel. You're spinning that roulette wheel and pointing it at whoever you just called the police on. And possibly even yourself. There have been many people who have called the police and they end up getting killed too. Um, so, you know, you got to be really careful about that uh, when you're doing that. But with that said, uh, you, you can't blame this guy for that. He, it is not his fault. Derek Chauvin murder George Floyd. That's why this is happening. And many other things have been happening uh, in uh, Minneapolis and around the country that have been leading up to this happening for quite some time. This was not uh, his fault. In fact, I still say that the lockdowns helped to create some of the powder keg conditions that led to people. These were people that were being told, stay inside, stay inside, stay inside, stay inside. And then they are out in the streets protesting in the midst of being told to stay inside. At least some of that came, or at least maybe the it would have still happened without the lockdowns, but it certainly was more made more intense by the fact that everyone was on edge even before all of that. Um, and so it is definitely not it is definitely not his fault. Yeah, we are having uh, some issues with getting our next guest on, but we're working that out right now. So we're just gonna talk to the people in the comments. Right. Cause that's one thing we like. We like you guys. We like the comment people. Yeah, we like you guys. Um, we love the comment people. People in the comments have already seen that, but I'm not going to say that. I'm going to I'm going to wait for our next guest to uh, say that, um, because I feel as though he would want to say that. Um, Stephen Andrew Witt says he may stop by your event. Which one? Your the the one in South. Oh, Carolina. in uh, North Myrtle Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I was gonna let say, me know. He's, he's in Horry County. He's, I, I believe he's running. Horry. I believe he's running for city council in uh, Horry County. I believe so. I'm not 100% sure. Horry County. What? It's not It's not Horry County. It's Horry County. And I've been there. It's Horry County. Uh, <laughs> don't, That's don't, fair. And not even spelled that way. Yeah. Not even spelled don't that even way. Don't even attempt to say that I didn't say that right. Okay, that's fair. No, because I grew up here and you are not incorrect in that assessment. <laughs> yeah, I've only been there once to see you and... it was That was bad enough. Let me say, I picked up the vibe of Horry County. Um, also, part of uh, 
Tiger King was filmed there. Um, I think it was there. I believe that was in that county. Uh, Jacob LaBelle, the reason I am so laggy is because of Skype. We hate Skype. We hate Skype. But whenever we have multiple guests, well, whenever we have guests on, we have, we have to, to use, use Skype. Skype. Yeah, we have to use Skype because that's what allows us to do this format here where we have multiple feeds coming in at the same time. So it's awesome that Skype offers that, but Skype sucks so much. Also, the sound, the video quality is better, but the sound lag more than makes up for the video quality issues. So like, for example, I use, we use Skype when I go on Kennedy, which is weird. And there's a, there's like a time lag that happens as a result of that. And yeah, the the sound quality is better, but I'm often responding like two seconds after what was said. I, I, you know, that's, that's their decision. Um, the, uh, for a contribution toward Mrs. Sarah Wright's ring, which yes, look, she doesn't have to take my name. I'm not that person. She doesn't we don't have even to know not this is going to happen. Me. Like, let's not. I mean, it could happen. Let's not get any ideas. She's a planner and I am not. So don't even start trying to get her to plan anything along these lines. Yeah, no, do it. Do it. <laughs> Give more money for the ring. Anything that's uh, uh, anything that is earmarked for the ring Go straight to Matt. We don't we don't share that 50-50 like we do with the other stuff. So get those. Get those. Yeah, oh no, all of a sudden now you're good with it, right? Get those uh, uh, get that ring no, money in. Look, so here's my issue. Um <laughs> here, here's my issue. And I have explained oh, this to numerous people. Uh yes. when I was in Alaska, I worked at a jewelry store. Hmm. The <laughs> see can... Caitlin Cloven gets it. If you want a wower, get her a ring pop. That's what that was. What my plan was. Um, that was a but, very okay. Kate, that was a very gentile comment, Caitlin. He is dating a farm Jew. Okay, <laughs> she wants to see the ring. But when I was when I was in Alaska, I was working at a jewelry store, and the markup. Um, the markup, Brian just texted us. Um, the markup on jewelry is so exorbitant. Like they would have these color codes on the backs of the price tags, and that would show you exactly how much you are allowed to immediately cut off the price when you were talking to somebody. So if it was like right. a purple tag and you picked it up and you're like, okay, this is ten thousand dollars, immediately you know you can start at six thousand six hundred and there's wiggle room from there. So I have an issue paying for overpriced shiny rocks that are inflated in price because of an advertising campaign back in the 1930s. Hey, listen, I agree with that as well. And I still say that you are now dealing with, you are not dating a Gentile, Matt. You are dating not just a Jew, you're dating a farm Jew. And it is important. You're you dating, are a, dating an agricultural. A what? You're you're encroaching on my side now. <laughs> well, like uh, this is my. I'm taking the floor. I good see sir. That. And and you know, if you want to have this conversation, I'm just going to edge you out there. Um, the you know, you are dating an agricultural semite, and the reality is that if you uh, if you want to be able to, <laughs> and uh, you definitely. Uh, just folks, just earmark your donations for the ring, and we're making this happen. Hashtag Farm Jew Ring. Uh, speaking of uh, Jews and uh, 
food? Sure. Um, we have a, a Jew joining us. This is a terrible segue. Uh, but we have a, uh, a gentleman uh, who is running for city clerk uh, in um, DeKalb, 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 Illinois, DeKalb, Illinois. Uh, and uh, he is joining us to update us on uh, how that's going. Tonight is the election night there. Uh, and so uh, all the way from, oh, I didn't update his name of where he is, but I'll do that right now. Um, joining us from DeKalb. This is with an what? S. This is not with a T. This is with an S. Yeah, this is not oh. my wife. This is not my wife that is joining us. This is Sasha Cohen. No relation. Yeah, but why is he not coming up? Why? Wait. Wait. This is Sasha. Wait. This is why is this happening? Here we go. Is this now? Are we going to see him? We get, There we are. Sasha <laughs> Cohen. Joining us from DeKalb, Illinois, and I will change that. I will update that. Sasha, how are things going up there in Illinois? They are going awesome. Uh, we've been getting results in pretty periodically, and it is looking really good. Um, as of my last check, I'm sitting at a little over 1,500 votes, and my opponent is at 328. Yeah. Uh, it looks like this is a thing. And how? And what's the uh, percentage of votes that are in? Um, it says that 41 out of 65 precincts have uh, reported so far. So, you know, it's looking good. Yeah, your your average voter turnout for um, a municipal election here in DeKalb is like 3,200. With 1,800 votes in so far, I'm up 1,200. So. Yeah, that's sounding pretty good. And the thing is, it's, you know, you're dealing with, um, like you said, this is a municipal election. Not only is it not on a presidential election day, it's not even on a midterm election day. It's not even in November. It's a special election that's happening in a, in a really weird time where probably most of the people in your area don't even know that it's an election day. So what a great day yeah. for you to become an incumbent. This is incredible, man. Congratulations. Well, we that don't was, know yet. Thank you. Pro- prohibitively, uh, we, have- we are, what, what is it Vermin Supreme says? We are, ca- we are cautiously... Um, We used to say this all the time. We are cautiously. You t- tell us things. Tell us about why <laughs> what what you're what you're planning on doing if you if you get your election. Sure. So the the role of the city clerk isn't really a policy based role. It's a lot okay. more administrative. But one of the things that the clerk does is stamp off on permits that are issued by the city manager's office, affix the city seal to new ordinances that have been passed and things like that. So we've had some issues in the past with uh, a pretty distinct lack of transparency coming out of our city manager's office. Um, A lot of people feel as though there really are still backroom dealings in, you know, cigar filled rooms for which property developers get, which TIF grants, etc. And so I want to use the position to force as much transparency as possible in fiscal matters. And then Secondarily, and possibly even more exciting, the clerk is the local election authority. And as clerk, I have the ability to go to the city council and present an alternative voting method 
um, for their consideration and adoption if uh, oh. if they're willing to do so. So my one of my main campaign planks was I would like to bring ranked choice voting to DeKalb so that we can then expand it to other cities in the state, expand it to the state as you know as far as statewide elections go. Right, and right. Go from there. So just to be clear, it would have to be the city council would have to vote on whether to implement ranked choice, right? But you can present it. Yes. Yeah. And I've I've already spoken to three of the seven council members. um, Well, two, two for sure council members that um, will be in favor of it. And one more who's currently leading, but still too early to call, who will also be in favor. So. I think it's looking fairly good in terms of being able to get the votes to actually make that happen. That is awesome, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. That is, that is amazing. We like, obviously we're a very nonpartisan show. Um, we, we like to show all sides of the argument. Um, and we definitely don't favor any one candidate over. another. Oh God. No, Um, no, never, never. How Um, dare you? I can't believe anybody would accuse us of such a thing. Um, but we, we love watching, <laughs> we love watching uh, libertarians when, uh, especially when we know them and, you know, we've, we've spikes hung out with you. I haven't cause I wasn't traveling around the country all last year, but, um, but uh, libertarians when, who we know are good, you know, good libertarians who are, to, who are dedicated and who are strong libertarians and, Granted, only 82, 86%. I don't remember what Caitlin last said. Um, only 86% of the vote is in. and But, I, I mean, I feel confident for you. I'm not 100% sure how many people are left to vote. So, but, I was yeah, going to say. I'm confident for you, and that's amazing. That is great, great stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we say that totally unbiased. I barely unbiased. know you. We do not care about who wins at all. We not we're so nonpartisan that we actually are um um oh gosh, well, I'm not going to say that. Uh but we definitely uh we are <laughs> we uh we're not, not nope. Uh but we are uh we definitely uh don't um have a uh a pony in this fight. Oh, cautiously trepidatious is what uh Vermin says. So we are cautiously trepidatious tre- trepidatious that you will win this race. Uh but um, so you're going to be able to bring some transparency to DeKalb and you're going to be able to potentially introduce, uh, some, uh, some, um, uh, you know, election reforms and things like that. So that the people of DeKalb and maybe even moving up into the, the county and the, uh, and, and eventually the state of Illinois will have more voting choices. Now you had a bit of a, of a, uh, an interesting turn of events towards the end of the election with sort of a surprise, uh, challenger. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I um, I decided to run for clerk almost immediately after losing my county board race last year. I started the petitioning process, I think, within two weeks of the November election, um, which was a lot to, uh, yeah. to jump right back in. But yes. you know, what I did was I very, very quietly petitioned. Uh, I didn't make any public announcements. I didn't utilize my Facebook page from the last campaign to to talk about it. And then 10 minutes before the filing window on the last day to file, I went in and I turned in my paperwork. Um, so it looked like I was going to be completely unopposed. And then right. in mid-February, 
of this year, um, we got a little surprise that there was going to be a write-in candidate who had filed, who actually is an administrative assistant in the city manager's office. Which didn't quite sit right with me, the idea that the person whose sole role as an elected official is to be the backstop on malfeasance and errors by the city manager's office would be a directly reporting employee. Um, that would seem like a bit of uh, a, a bit of conflict of interest there, yeah. That would seem yeah. like a Georgia governor's race. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, it was concerning, and then I started to notice that some of the wealthier individuals in town, um, including our own little homegrown political action committee, because a town of fifty thousand people in the cornfields needs a pack, um, were apparently deciding to back her because they had concerns about me being a divisive figure. Um, You know, I have a habit of going to city council meetings and really letting them know what's on my mind and what I think about the job that they're doing. And that didn't sit very well with uh, some of the more establishment uh, politicos in town. So sort of at the the last second, you know, today's April 6th, she declared in mid-February I had a moment where I realized, oh, this is actually going to be a real it's uh, an actual race, a real yeah. fight. Yeah. So I brought in uh, the best of the best. I yep. Grabbed Kate, I grabbed Caitlin Cloven to yep. be my campaign manager, um, and she did an absolutely incredible job from designing beautiful pieces of literature, um, door hangers, postcards, palm cards, to helping set up an admin Facebook ads to driving here physically from Ohio every weekend yep. for the last three weeks before the election to knock on doors. Um, and with, with her help and the help of other libertarians in my state and libertarians around the country that sent donations, yeah. sent other support, you know, volunteered to make graphics and some local alliances that I built, I was able to uh, get it done. That's amazing. I, real quick, I'm, I'm going to uh, say some great things about Caitlin in a moment. But I just want to, before you get so big that people, you know, are like, oh, you know, he's the real, he's the only S. Cohen libertarian that's ever been elected. I just want to make it clear that I knew Sasha, I knew Sasha long before any of y'all did. This is a photo of me with him. And Danny Maloof's there. Surprise cameo by Danny Maloof there in the uh, in the burgundy uh, suit there. Um, it's just important because you are now, you're taking on the mantle of the most uh, elected S. Cohen in the Libertarian Party. And that's you are, important. You are also um, the very first person to buy the Spike Cohen neck gaiter. Oh, well, I had to have Seen that. here. Yeah. I mean, you did. It goes with the hat, too. I mean, I just want to make it clear. You know, in, peop- in case people go, oh, you're not the S. Cohen people care about anymore, Spike. There's a new S. Cohen in town. I'm going to say, yeah, and he owns my merch. So, you know, <laughs> let's just be clear, folks. I, okay. you know, I, we, I can mail you some merch, Spike. I, you know what? I would love, I was, as I was saying that, I'm like, I'd like some merch, though. Um, so let's talk about Caitlin Cloven for a minute because she's fantastic. Um, she is. While simult, what's that? She's one of our admins. 
<laughs> secret admins. Well, the thing is, you know, in addition to holding my social media hostage, um, she is also involved in so many different campaigns like yours. And the fact that she's able to, like you said, actually drive every weekend to go and help knock on doors and help with your campaign and so- simultaneously remotely helping other campaigns across the country. And again, holding me and my social media and my, my entire internet persona hostage uh, against my very will uh, on a daily basis and holding that, <laughs> that, that sword of Damocles over my head uh, on a on a daily basis, like it's it's incredible that she can be both so impactful and uh, malicious and nefarious and malfeasant at the same time. It's incredible stuff. It is. <laughs> so I thought on she was on your she was she was posting from your account one day and there was a picture of. I think it was just a bunch of Democratic congressmen. And she goes, and it was like, who is this wrong answers only? And she goes, I'm pretty certain that this is Reliant K. And I messaged you on Facebook or on Twitter. And I was like, apparently Spike Cohen forgets that his co-host is friends with the lead singer of Reliant K. And she messaged me. She's like, oh, my God, really? I was just trying to think of any white boy band. (laughs) How, how how weird that my co-host would be dear friends with generic white boy band member. Matt. It's, is his name Matt? His name is Matt, yeah. Wow, that's incredibly white. Yeah. That's very white. So, Sasha, what, you know, you're obviously, you well, we, we don't know for certain, but it's looking awful damn good for you. Um... What are the some of the first things that you want to do when you get in? Like when you when you uh, when you when, and when do you swear, if if you get elected when do you swear in? Is that like in a few days or when? How does that work? So um, swearing in is at the first meeting following the certification of results. So depending okay. on how quickly the county clerk processes, it will either be the fourth Monday of this month, so about two weeks out or three weeks out, or the second Monday of May. So I love it. I am going to take the next couple of days to set my phone down and ignore absolutely everything. Uh, and immediately get to work. That's a good. That call. is awesome. So, uh, what what's like one of the first things you want to do when you get it when you get in there? Just start opening the ledger so everyone can see what's going on. Yeah, um, I think one of the one of the first things that I want to do is I want to establish. Um, a direct method that residents can reach out to me to bring to bring issues to the council. I know that there's a lot of residents in the city that have felt fairly unheard by their elected officials um, over the last few years. And if the aldermen aren't going to hold regular ward meetings to uh, to listen to concerns, then I'm going to maintain an open door policy at City Hall. And if uh, if a resident has a problem, they can come in and. I have the right to speak during the clerk's report every city council meeting, so I will relay those concerns. Um, then I want to start moving on to looking at the books and uh, seeing what things are going on with permit processes. This is incredible. I'm so excited for you. This is so cool. This We just had Cole on, Cole Ebel, who is fighting a similar fight in uh, in Carthage, Tennessee. 
And, you know, he's he's in a position where, you know, a lot of stuff he wants to do can't get done because he's having to get, you know, a second or or a vote from the other council members. You have a lot of authorities of things that you can do and you don't have to get anyone's approval. You can just do it because that's yeah. your job as city clerk. So that's really that's so cool that you got that, that you're getting that. Uh, Caitlin Cloven has asked you to talk about your vacation and that she's so excited for you. Oh, well, um, <laughs> I I have spent the last, like, week in between knocking doors um, looking for cheap flights to literally anywhere because I need to go spend some time recuperating from yes. back-to-back runs. Um, and I think I found a cheap flight to Ecuador that leaves on Saturday, so I think I oh, might wow. jump out of the country for a couple of days and relax somewhere. Nice. Typical uh, politician fleeing to a tropical locale after getting elected makes me I, sick. No, you deserve I really it, man. Ted I, Cruz. I was going to say, it's so very Ted Cruz of you. It's very Ted. There isn't a storm coming to DeKalb or anything, is there? You don't want to mess up your, your political uh, aspirations right off the bat. Right. <laughs> well, listen, man, we are so happy for you. Uh, it, it is incredible. Um, again, we're waiting to get cautiously trepidatious. We are waiting to see what happens, well, uh, got with some uh... more results in. Okay. I'm looking at it now and I'm at 1759 to 389. So she's still in with, the threes. Yeah. And that's with 51 out of 65 precincts countywide reporting. So I think we're, uh, I we're looking we're good. Yeah. You're, you're you're looking better than you were when you first started this program. Yeah. And, yeah. In fact, uh, your your gap is widening, right? Yeah, uh, it's two hundred votes wider than it was uh, last time. And now, unless we unless we surpass last municipal elections uh, total vote turnout by like ten percent, and a hundred percent of the outstanding votes are write-in votes for my opponent, I've got it. So awesome. It's well, pretty cool. I mean, again, we do not, you know, we, we do not want to say for very, certain. We are not. We are very nonpartisan here. We are not partisan, but it's looking good. I just want to wish you a hearty objection, objective and uh, nonpartisan, totally unbiased congratulations that I would absolutely give to just any person. Seriously, man, congratulations. I know you worked really, really hard for this, right off the heels of working really hard for another race. And, uh, you know, I, I I don't know how you did it because I was done with my race when it was over. I was ready to take some time <laughs> off. Um, so I, I well, think it's I, incredible I that you got lucky, it. I got lucky, actually. Um, this, this race, I got a, a much larger amount of local help because I worked to build some alliances with, um, with some kind of surprising uh, people. I um, first off, I got the chair of the county Democratic Party to collect 120 of my 250 signatures that I needed. Wow. Um, along with sort of the, the Democratic slate for other offices. You know, they're all they're all nonpartisan, but we know how it goes. Right. Uh, the right, right. Sort of run their people. And um, so they were they were immensely helpful. I helped petition for them a little bit. They helped petition for me. Um, and then. After that, I scored a really key endorsement, which was from the DeKalb chapter of the Sunrise Movement. 
Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about the Sunrise Movement? I was going to say, what's what's the Sunrise Movement? So the Sunrise Movement is the um, fairly newly formed, they were formed in 2017, uh, national organization dedicated to environmental justice, specifically passing the Green New Deal. Um, which is not a, you know, which is not a policy platform that I actually support. And right. <laughs> I, I said as much in my endorsement question, you know, the, the second question was, do you support the Green New Deal? And, you know, what part of it is most key? And I said, I, I don't support the Green New Deal because I'm an anarchist and because I think that there are other ways that we can achieve what we need to do. I, I acknowledged... Right. The climate crisis. I acknowledge the fact that mm-hmm. we need major solutions. You know, end fossil right. fuels, relaxing zoning laws to allow co-ops, uh, an end to U.S. imperialism, which is the biggest polluter in the world. Yeah, um, and it paid off. And you know, I, I really want to thank you for that because something that you said on one of these episodes a number of months ago really stuck with me. And you were talking about forming relationships around single issues with groups that aren't necessarily libertarian and the way you put it was people won't care how much you know until they know how much you care yep and that has just sort of been guiding the way i interact with all these different advocacy and interest groups and it it has paid off it works yeah it works when you show people that you actually care about, and you even told them, I don't even support your preferred policy, but I care about what you care about, and here's how I think that should be handled. And meanwhile, you weren't running in a race where the Green New Deal would even come up. You're, you're, you know, in a in a, a city election as a city clerk. I mean, I, I guess you could introduce some things, but certainly nothing, you know, on a national level that they're proposing. But even still, you straight up went to them and said, I don't support what it is you want to do about this, but I recognize it's a problem, and here are my principal takes on on what i think we should be doing about it and they endorsed you because of that man that's that's how it works that's this is the way this is the way for libertarians to win according to to dan lewis in the comments the northern star is calling the race for you yep that's the college paper i just got the notification (laughs) hell yeah i guess that's it they called it looking wow it's looking good wow that's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. I want to tell you, I, I'm not going to lie, man. When you, when it was announced that you were having a write-in challenger and that, you know, big money was coming behind them to help. And I thought, here we go. Here, here's that thing. And you still monkey stomped him. This is amazing, man. This is, it's incredible. I cannot wait to watch you. I, but also, by the way, I'm going to be promoting the hell out of what you're doing there, uh, exposing what's happening there. You know, it's just like what I've been doing with Cole and Trisha and uh, Cassandra and Kalish and all the people that are getting elected across the country. Uh, um, uh, Bert, uh, Marshall Burt, you know, all these people that are getting elected across the country. Uh, you will definitely be one of the people I'm promoting when you're exposing what's happening. People need to see what's happening. We focus so much on the national, federal stuff or even the statewide stuff. But often some of the worst uh, corruption and tyranny happens in city councils and county councils and local races with people that live like a few miles from us. And uh, it's really going to be great to watch you uh, to watch you do all that, man. Well, thank you so much. Well, folks, hey, thank you, Sasha. Is, and I was going to say, uh, Sasha, is there anything that you want to uh, is there yeah. any way that I mean, you've already 
Anymore. It's just one, so yeah, I, I don't really know how to ask this question now. Normally, I'm like, where can they donate? How can to people help you? But, yeah, but how, you already how, won. How can, how can people keep in touch with you and see what and keep up with what you're doing besides following my social media, where I'll be sharing it? How can they keep in touch with you? Sure. So um, I have a Facebook page, Sasha for DeKalb, which I suppose I should probably now transition to Sasha of DeKalb. Or something. <laughs> um, so that that'll be um, the place where I really sort of centrally share what's going on, um, and obviously I'll be uh, you know sort of making the circuit around party conventions, and I'll be at a number of the state uh, conventions over the next couple months to meet nice. people and hopefully uh offer advice and help wherever it's uh, needed because i would like to see a lot more uh libertarian elected officials i i would like my race to be something that people at the national level go okay we have ten thousand municipal electeds who cares exactly exactly let's get thousands of libertarians elected across the country so that they can do the kind of stuff you're doing and when people say oh libertarians can't win yeah we can oh what are libertarians even doing they're exposing the mess that republicrats have created oh i never hear from libertarians except during election day no or, or election year no they, libertarians are across the country fixing the problems that the republicans and democrats created i think i'm just so proud of you man this is fantastic we love you here on money waters uh thank you uh i'm so sorry that caitlin has also been holding you hostage but that now ends hopefully um and uh thank you again and folks thank you for tuning in uh to this episode of the muddy waters of freedom again i will be at the shelter lock-in uh this weekend in uh, at the humane society in north myrtle beach next weekend i will be in wasilla alaska uh for the libertarian party of alaska convention and their gold rush event where i'll be speaking uh, i'll be uh, more on that soon uh, uh over the next few days to talk about what i'll be doing there and how you can be involved um matt if someone were to try to find us was oh wait, that's not what we do on this show. show I do have a show. It's called My Fellow Americans, and it's going to be tomorrow night. And my guest is going to be James M. Ray, who is an expert on nuclear energy, specifically thorium energy. He's actually the chair of the Libertarian Party Energy from Thorium Caucus, proving that there is a caucus in this party for literally everything, everything. including waffles. Like there is, there was, we have so caucusified this party. That there's one for every, there's a Libertarian Party smoked salmon caucus. After this episode, I will be forming the Libertarian Farm Jew caucus. Um, and uh, so that's going to be a thing. But James M. Ray is going to be on tomorrow night. We're going to be talking about energy from thorium uh, and how it can revolutionize uh, energy in this country, uh, completely eliminating or all but eliminating our carbon footprint. Uh, a much safer form of uh, nuclear energy generation than the current ones that we're using, and why we aren't currently using it. Hint, it's because government sucks. Uh, and then you have an episode of your show on Thursday, don't you, Matt? Yeah, but we should probably let Sasha get back to his party. Oh, Sasha, I'm so sorry <laughs> holding you up. Sasha, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Instead of listening to us, for having me. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you so much. We love you, man. Talk to you soon. Yep. So, Matt. Hey, so on Thursday, I have Nicole Schultz, who is running for lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. Um, nice. 
she will be on we're going live about eight o'clock you know muddy Ish. waters eight muddy um, waters eight a muddy date a muddy that's date. awesome uh we're going live about date. eight o'clock on uh thursday with nicole schultz for the writer's block and then next week we will be right here right back here same muddy place same muddy time and you know what we have i might be able to tell you who we have on yeah, we we're so a, thanks to Brian. We're so. I know we Brian. Brian's great. And uh, next week we will be on with uh, Tim McMaster, who yes, is, who is running for uh, Pennsylvania Senate District Forty Eight. We are covering Pennsylvania. Um, we are. Co- and- Listen, Pennsylvania is one of the most active states in getting libertarians elected. Thanks to the Moulton maneuver, they have something like a hundred plus libertarian elected officials, and they add to that every single cycle. So, no, Pennsylvania is on it. If every state were firing on all cylinders like Pennsylvania was, we'd already have like a few thousand libertarians elected across the country. We have Joe Solosky as Joe uh, Solosky as a sponsor. As, as a sponsor, we've got Nicole yeah. Schultz coming on to my show on Tuesday, and then we have uh, yeah. Tim McMaster coming on next. Tuesday. Yeah. My yeah, show on yeah, Thursday and then Tim McMaster next Tuesday. It's um, an all Pennsylvania week of muddied muddyvania. Muddlevania. Muddlevania. I Muddlevania. Also, fun fact. Um I have audio clips from Joe Solosky. Oh, I love Joe. Oh, they're gonna sound so good. They do. They sound really good. I'm trying to decide which one we're using. It is so that guy, when you hear him talk, you can tell that he's a CPA. It's so, it's like, why aren't you on a, on radio right he's now? Why are you even on our show? Why aren't you on radio? Um, no, he's fantastic. Um, and uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm going to be on Kennedy's podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. Uh, we're recording it Thursday afternoon. I don't know when her show airs, uh, but when it does, I'll let everyone know. Uh, so if you enjoy me and Kennedy talking, we're going to do it for like a half hour. So that's pretty cool. Um, and uh, uh, Leilani for Freedom tomorrow. I don't know. Yes. We're recording tomorrow. I don't know when she releases. But uh, look, follow Leilani for Freedom on Anchor. Um, yep. And you can uh, find my episode when it comes out. I don't know when that's yep. going to be. Yeah. And so uh, he's uh, Matt's going to be on Leilani for Freedom. I'm going to be on Kennedy Saves the World. And we will be. Uh, I will be on My Fellow Americans tomorrow night. Matt will be on the writer's block Thursday night. Uh, and then we will be right back here. Same muddy place, same muddy time for the muddy waters of freedom where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the sweet little 2020 Wonder Boys that we are and always shall remain. Matt, if someone were to try to find us on this worldwide information superhighway web internet tubes that we have, is that even possible? And if so, how? You know, it would be possible. And if you're like Elizabeth Cokeyard, who missed when your half-hour Kennedy talk is, you can find it by simply going to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters and listening to this episode. And yes. while you're there, while you you're can there. listen to the sweet, yes. sultry sounds Hi there. of our voices. I love you. We love all of you. We Eat. love everyone. We love all of you. Well, not equally. Those well, are the yes, we love some of you that give. We love them more. Right. If you go to anchor.fm slash moneywaters and donate money, us money, we love you just a little bit more than everybody else. It's directly proportionate to how much money you give us. It's highly proportionate to how much money you give us. And 
you're there. If you are yes. one of the many, many, many people who happen to go to anchor.fm, anchor.fm slash muddied waters, and yes. don't you thank you, Jay Adam Weggs, for the donation. Um, thank you, Jay Adam Weggs. Thank you, Jay Adam Weggs. If you Adam go Wags, to you. there thank and you, why, why did you log me out? I'm just, oh, there it is. Okay. I didn't lock you out. I didn't you do didn't, anything. Not you. Not you. Oh, okay. I'm talking That's the computer. Oh, you gosh. would also have moments where we would do things like say thank you to Justin Mickelson, Jack Casey. Oh, Jack Casey. He's a MeWe guy. Jack Zachary Casey. Martin, Josh McHose, Kenneth Evil, James E. Lee, Dan Faust, Jennifer Morrison, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, Jeff DePoy, Andrew O'Donnell. Jeff DePoy. Kenneth Evil. Kenneth Evil is donating twice. Wow. I'm not telling him. Thank hopefully you, he's listening and he learns that. Yeah, Thank hopefully you. you know that you're donating twice. Thank you, Kenneth. Thank you, Kenneth Evil and Billy Pierce so for Texas. Billy Pierce. Billy Pierce for Texas. I love Billy. Billy, run for something else so I can campaign for you again. You're fantastic. You're you're wonderful, Billy. We you are you, one Billy. of my favorite. Anchor.fm slash muddied waters. Personal injury attorney, attorney law, anchor call in moment, callers. Yes, we like your calls too. Keep calling us, Billy. Thank you so much. Or you can find this in every other episode, muddywatersmedia.com. Muddywatersmedia.com, the place to tune in for all the cool kids who are into liberty on weekday evenings. Yes. Folks, thanks again so much for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow night right here at My Fellow Americans. Thursday for the writer's block. And then again on Tuesday for the muddy waters of freedom. We love you very much. We cannot wait to see you again. Thanks so much for tuning in and where we're going. We don't need roads. We should go back to a position in the filibuster that existed just when I came to the United States Senate 120 years ago. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you, uh, I'd like to be able to, anyway, I want to get things done, if you, I want to get them done, the best way to get something done, if it holds near and dear to you, that you, uh, anyway, I want to get things done, to be able to, I want to get them done, the best way to get something done, if it holds near and dear to you, that you, uh, anyway, I have never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done. People's lives are changing, so let's see what happens. All I know, I've been hired to solve problems. What we do, there's no easy answer. I don't even think about it. I have no idea. Oh, come on. I don't know. To be clear. What are we doing? And by the way, here's the deal. I'm, if you um, like to be able to... Well, I'm good luck. Anyway, I want to get things done. If you... I want to get them done. Uh, uh, the best way to get something done. If it holds near and dear to you, that you, uh, anyway. I want to get things done. To be able to, I want to get them done. Uh, 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 the best way to get something done. If it holds near and dear to you, that you, uh, anyway. I don't know where you guys come from, man. I've never been able to plan four and a half, three and a half years ahead. And here's the deal. Help is here and hope is on the way. Well, look, I guess I should be flattered. People are coming because I'm the nice guy. And I'd like to think it's because I'm a nice guy, but it's not. It's because of what's happened every year. Let me say one other thing on this. Okay, um, where am I here? Let me see. Uh, that will. Uh, anyway, I want to get things done. If you, I want.
way to get something done. If you hold near and dear to you, that you, uh, anyway. I want to get things done. I want to get them done. Uh, 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 best way to get something done.